Dear Creator, help us feel in one network of connection. Let me feel that my friends' deficiencies are my deficiencies and that by overcoming and opening our hearts, we can always serve you with joy. Give strength to the friends so that above the suffering ego, they will enjoy specifically bestowing to you and adhere us to you. We ask to raise the Shekhinah from the dust, even if we will feel the taste of dust in this work, and that each descent will serve as an ascent. We don't want anything for ourselves. We only ask to feel the friends close to our hearts, that we will become one common heart that beats in one beat as it is written, as one man in one heart. Amen. Hello, we're in a lesson on the topic of ruin as an opportunity for correction. We're on the heading between the straits. We're going to be reading excerpt number 55 today. You can find the study material on our site in the Arvut system. Go up on top and you'll see the study materials button. You can also send questions and ask questions. Pertinent questions to the lesson will be aired during the lesson. Yes. Our next stage, which is to scrutinize where precisely is the failure, the point of failure, the point of the effort that we need to make, where we need to put our heart in and advance. And this actually turns out that when we want to connect between us, like we talked now before the lesson, 
that if I try to be closer to the friends, there actually I need to discover the shattering, the ruin, the streets. that I'm not able, I'm not uh, capable, I don't want it, there is something that is obstructing me, making it difficult for me towards uh, connection, I can do anything but connection. There, precisely, we attain the evil inclination, the, the Creator, who did it in such a way that we're not able to get closer to each other However, we attain the Creator in the opposite manner, in His posterior, in that if we want to connect, we feel resistance, conflict, and this is exactly the Creator's posterior, the degree of coarseness between us. And therefore, as much as we try to connect between us and we feel that we cannot, we need to also re- to realize along with that that we are in the right state and in the right direction if before us there is something which is difficult. There's a wall before us that we cannot go through. And then we begin to search, to look for advice. How can we nevertheless break through this uh, force that is hindering us from connecting? Because that's the only thing we lack in order to be in a complete tense spirit, in a uniform system. And then we simply need, uh, this is called an opening for those who knock in repentance, but we need to see before us, before us gates that are closed, locked, but we don't even see the gates. We need to locate them when we try to connect between us. And then we realize that we cannot, that we are rejected from each other. And we are willing to stay like that so long as you don't get closer. It takes a lot of time, even years, until we feel that we have no choice that only coming closer, touching each other, connecting with each other, supporting each other, mutual help, only that can help us to get closer to the Creator. That here the friend becomes such an important part of uh, my future, of my attainment, of my grip on the Creator, that, of course, without Him, I cannot do it. And all of the friends, if they will want that I will get closer to the Creator, then I will get closer. And if they don't give me the strength, then I will not get closer. And here, 
I have nothing with which to buy them, but only in that I do the same thing for them. And this mutual doing that we support each other in order for each one of us to uh, receive, it sounds egoistic, but it is true that each one gives the others forces in order to bring them closer to the Creator. This gives him as well the right to receive from them the power that brings him to the Creator. And in this way, in this mutual manner, in this Arvut, we advance. And of course, behind the scenes is the Creator, and He is helping us, all of us, together, and each one separately to take part and to enter into this mutual system. This actually is our work to come out from the straits, Metzil, from Metzarim straits. It's a narrow place, a place which is stressed under pressure, where you have nowhere to run to, like being in a dungeon. So if we feel that this is how we are in our inside our nature and we cannot come out of it to a higher place to bestow, to love, to connection, then in this way, bit by bit, in the feeling of the straits, we advance to a state where our connection brings us the unity of the forces which lead us and bring us from our egoistic form to the right connection and then as a result of the correct connection inside of it, in the center of it, the Creator is revealed. This actually is the state in which we are together, and it is called Between the Straits, that we feel uh, narrow uh, under pressure. We want to come out, we can no longer hold on in that as we were holding on all the time. And it wasn't too bad. Ah, okay, it's uh, bothering us a little bit, but it's it's not too bad. I have the lesson, I have my life, I have maybe some business on the side or something else. But between the straits means that I feel that I am being pushed to the corner and I have nowhere to run to but only up. Through the connection between us and to the Creator. No. Well, let's enter our excerpts and let's see what 
people who have been through all of these things uh, like us write about it that we have to go through it and what do they say about it in the meantime we can hear Kiev in time we can hear Kiev yes Yarav, you said that this period it pushes you to Bina and you have nowhere to go only upwards. We see that this period is somewhat connected with all kinds of attempts, difficult states. What is that pushing into the corner, into Bina? Into the corner. Each, each one of us is given earthly corporeal conditions in this world and a goal, the upper world. This is according to the will to receive that is in a person, in other words, to the root of his soul. And therefore, each one of us should try from the state that he is in, mostly to try to reach connection and reach the Creator, as it is written from the love of people to the love of the Creator. This is how one should see his uh, his way. The fact that each one is in his uh, corp- a different corporeal state in this world, this is uh, according to the root of the soul. There's nothing we can do about it. I remember myself, the way everyone looked at me 50 years ago when I was in Russia, in Belarus. It's uh, a place where they, they hardly heard about Israel and I wanted to come out of there so badly and I had to get out, there was no choice and I don't want anything except that and and that's it. And then you, you, you see, even though they were pressuring me from all sides, don't come, don't go away, don't get out, they could put you in prison, etc. But no, I have to. That's, that is the way. And, uh, uh, it was after a few years, I, I did that. And it's the same here. Until I reached a state where I found the wisdom of Kabbalah. It's not that I found it. From the heavens they lead the person. But how much, nevertheless, at each and every stage in my life, I, I wanted to reach something that will explain to me the essence of life, the wisdom of life, the need to, to, to answer the question of why are we living? Why do we live? Uh, and uh, and this is how I uh, advanced towards this answer. So, we go through different states, each one of us, corporeal ones and spiritual ones, and we have to realize that the most important is to stay in the same lane that I want to scrutinize what am I living for? 
And this question more and more and more becomes focused on finding out where does it come from, or more correctly even, whom does it come from, from the upper force who is awakening me personally. And this is how we will advance. Now, in which forms we will advance along with that in a corporeal life? Well, we will see. We will see. I think that we will have changes, great changes in that as well. Also, the regions of Europe, Eastern Europe, and also America, in all the different continents, we will yet, we are yet to see how much we will all be able to connect and together corporeally and spiritually we will achieve the purpose of our life. In the example that you gave where you traveled to Israel and later you came to Rabash these were all efforts, great efforts, kind of explosions on your behalf. And then Rabash, you started to engage in dissemination intensively. And with us, everything kind of flows. There's a group that's ready. We are in this flow. We're not doing any kind of eruptions of sorts that are kind of hasteful like you did. What would that effort be for us? Yes, uh, indeed I can say that I was in the uh, foundation of um, uh, disseminating the wisdom of Kabbalah to the broad public, to the secular public. And, And what you can do, well, we have plenty to do. As we hear from Bala Sulam, the world is um, before in the general correction of the last generation. We have to search for more and more attentive ears that will listen. What do people live for? Why are we alive? The Creator is giving us suffering and everyone is uh, healing that we are before broad suffering all over the world for everyone, the rich and the poor, the great and the small, the fools and the wise. It doesn't matter who they are, what they are. Everyone will feel that there were a few nice, good years and there was this feeling that... uh, that we will advance now more and more to the good, but no, we will not advance to a a better corporeal, materialistic state. We will have to think about what good truly means and to advance towards the good where we will already choose different discernments, different values. 
And this is what we have ahead of us. And so you have work, a lot of work. I, during the times when I started publicizing, I didn't even see any people who need that, who want that, who understand the need for it, for the wisdom of Kabbalah. What is it? Philosophy, psychology, what is it for? religion, you need to pray, what is it that you want? Until until it started to become clear a little bit to them and to me and to everyone, a lot of time went by. A lot of time. And I went into all kinds of organizations and I gave them the opportunity to use me in uh, free lectures for everyone, whatever they want. It's just about uh, whether they have someone who will listen. And I also traveled to all kinds of places to schools and so on. It was difficult until maybe uh, through this, maybe also through time, but people started to listen. Later on, I I got into the radio. I started giving uh, conversations on the radio once a week. I uh, wrote short articles in the newspaper for money. I I sent it to them so that they will put it in the newspaper. I did many things I no longer remember, but this is how it works. Everything depends on the amount of the effort, the quality of the effort. Now it's a bit easier. The audience understands better that their future not going to be materialistic. This is, uh, there's no promising good future ahead of us. And also the, the youth, the younger generation, they're totally different. In my time, it was very materialistic. They wanted... Uh, work that gives uh, uh, that pays a lot of money, uh, children, family, a big house, and so on and so forth. All kinds of materialistic things. Nowadays, yes, but differently. It's, it's different. Of course, a person wants these things as well, but it's already different. You need to find the ways or to the to the young generation, I can no longer talk to them, but try with all your forces, because in, in, in that, nevertheless, our future is only through the dissemination of the wisdom of Kabbalah, and according to that, also we will have to be more tight to each other. Thank you, Rav. My friend is asking. You said there is a wall in front of us. We must overcome it. Should we break through the wall or should we create a ladder and go over it? Also, what's behind the wall? 
We are standing before a wall. This wall is our ego. Our ego. The will to receive. In order to receive, that is the wall. If I realize that behind this wall are the friends and the Creator is there, the friends can help me well, nevertheless, to somehow go over the wall, the Creator can help me through the friends usually to cross the wall. If I uh, engage in this in the right way, then we are able to cross the wall and to enter a connection between us, a mutual connection, and to start to discover the Creator in it. This is already called the Garden of Eden. Aumentare il tempo di preghiera tra di noi. To increase the time of prayer between us. Will that be able to help us exit the state of the shattering faster? It is written, it's better little with an intention. Why is it better to have little? It should be a lot, but with an intention. But no, that is impossible. But rather, we need to yearn towards unity, towards the intention. How do we aim our heart? And the quantity, a person can work all during all the hours of the day and do constantly think about all kinds of things that he has to do, let's say because of his work. Abash would work as an accountant in uh, the uh, IRS, the income tax department, and he was uh, calculating uh, all kinds of things that and was thinking, you know, all the things that needed to do. They didn't have computers back then. And indeed, he would burn a lot of time in uh, this uh, working with his uh, brain, uh, doing his work. However, the thing is, about how much do we want to aim our heart. And this is why it's better to do little, but with an intention, it's... Read it again. Again, excerpt number 55. On these three weeks... On the 17th of the month of Tammuz, the tablet were broke. On the 9th of the month of Av, the temple was ruined for the first time. And on the 2nd, Israel were exiled. But indeed, all of this was a preparation, for by this, they were later rewarded with great light. It was said about the breaking of the tablets, well done for breaking, for by breaking the tablets, they were rewarded with the light of Torah. And on the ninth of Av, the Messiah was promptly born, as it is written in Midrash Echa, that the ruin of the temple was a preparation for the building of the third temple that will take place, and then will be the complete redemption, after which there will be no exile.
This speaks about many things that um, occurred because of it. That on these three weeks that we are now also going through on the uh, calendar, the tablets were broken. Those that were given to Moses on Mount Sinai and on the ninth of the, the month of Av, which we will go through in a few days, on that day, the temple was uh, ruined for the first time, meaning the first temple, 2,000 years ago. And on the second, Israel were exiled. That Again, there was an exile of this nation. But indeed, all this was a preparation. For by this, they will later be rewarded with a great light. Because all of these uh, troubles, all these exiles, it's in order for uh, the person or people, a nation, will feel how much they are far away from the upper light, from the Creator, from connection, from spirituality. And therefore, this whole preparation, which we feel as uh, problems, it is necessary. But indeed, all this was a preparation, as it is written, for by this they will later be rewarded with great light. It was said about the breaking of the tablets, well done for breaking. Meaning, well, thank you very much, in short, for doing this um, breaking of, the, of these tablets on which were written the Ten Commandments. For by breaking the tablets, they were rewarded with the light of Torah. As uh, earlier, it was uh, written in a, in a broken manner. When we correct this uh, breaking, this shattering, we attain the entire light of the Torah that was concealed in this light that broke the best the tablets. Then on the ninth of Av, the Messiah was promptly born. The Messiah, it's an upper force that comes and corrects the connection between all the people in the world, all human beings. As written in Midrash Eicha, that the ruin of the temple was a preparation for the building of the third temple that uh, will be the two temples were broken and the great uh, over these uh, the lights and the third temple should already be established with uh, in a complete form then it will be the complete uh, redemption that will not be followed by any exile this is what we have to attain ahead of us is only the complete redemption ahead of everyone complete meaning for all the nations of the world for everyone there will be the revelation of the creator in the form of a complete naranjai this is what we have to reach. And it all depends on us. Everything is ahead of us. Buenos dias, querido Rap. 
Rav, eh, usted nos puede dar una ampliación. Good day, dear Rav. La ruina del templo. If you could explain to us why the ruin of the temple is actually the preparation for the new temple. It's like the refinement of the Pertzufim, that the Pertzuf that we build, it is established and it's established in a good and correct way, but it lacks the next degree. And in order for the next degree to be built, we have to sort out, to scrutinize what is missing in, in this structure. Why it wasn't established completely in a full measure, then we need to see the faults, the deficiencies. In order to see the faults, we build it, we break it, and build it anew. This is how it works. And so we have the building over the first form, and a building over the second form, and a building over the third form, which no longer depends on us. It comes from above. This is that in our heart, a force will come that will connect the hearts, and we will already connect in a spiritual manner. These uh, temples, the first and the second, they existed also in matter, in rocks. In Jerusalem, they would build it. But the third temple will not be established on its own. We don't, people don't build it, but rather the fact that they connect between them, so they build out of their desires a new desire that comes as a result of the connection of the hearts. This is how we should see this and attain it and see that this is actually happening. It is happening only between us, between everyone. It's not only in some one in one place, but rather in the whole of reality. And it ties everyone, and we all connect, we all gather, and we all unite, so that there are not many hearts, but there is one heart for all of us. This is uh, considered that we're coming back, returning to the same structure of a single man, a single Adam, Adam HaRishon. But now it is established with all of its uh, forces. You're talking about not on high, but uh, how is it in the material life? It is immigration. How can we imagine this coming back home. We don't need to imagine anything. And I don't know what you're imagining when you're saying Naranchai. We are talking about the connection. And that's it. And in the intensity of connection for us to come to some spiritual light, then we will feel it. 
Don't fantasize anything else about it. Again, again, 56, the people of Israel went out of the land of Israel and the temple was ruined. In the work, we should interpret that the people of Israel went out and, and do not feel the, any flavor in Torah Mitzvot. And their heart, which was a place for feeling the Kedusha, called the temple, that place was ruined. Again, excerpt 57, said the youngest in the city, the smallest of them all, Chaim Vital. When I was 30 years of age, my strength withered. I sat in wonder, and my thoughts were perplexed. For the harvest has ended, the summer has gone, and we have not been saved. There has been no healing to our plight. No cure for our flesh, and no remedy to our affliction, the ruin of the temple, which today has been in ruin for 1,504 years. Woe unto us, for the day has ended, one day of the Creator, which is a thousand years. Also, the evening shadows have grown longer, which are 504 years, more than the second half of the day. The time has fully passed, and still the son of David has not come. It is known what our sages said, any generation in which time the temple is not built, it is as though in its time it is ruined. I turned to search to know what is this and over what has the end of our exile being been prolonged and why the son of Ishai has not come. Again. Yes. Okay, we can see how everyone expected the upper lights to come and correct the souls, and for them to be able to ascend easily to a spiritual degree and live in an eternal world right there on the spot. But it didn't happen. And then they explain why this didn't happen. That this is all because this has to be the special time. Just as Barasulam says that we have already entered the generation of the. So we, we see that external conditions needed to ripen in order for the advancement, for the dissemination of the wisdom of Kabbalah in, in addition also, to the great Kabbalists. Also the external conditions, but also the internal conditions. So the question is, besides the internal conditions that we talk about all the time, of connection in the ten and turning to the Creator, what other external conditions need to become ready in our generation. We need to advertise what we have 
in the words of Balasulam and Rabash. To tell about the spiritual work that each of us is somewhat capable to do something and by that re- merit the revelation of the Creator to the created being in this understand what he's asking. Asking if we should just wait and sit and wait for the Creator, or we ourselves have to uh, awaken it and make the efforts to realize the new state. To wait? No, we're not allowed to wait. We need to act. We need to be drawn to Him, to demand Him, to pull Him, to attract Him from His concealment to revelation through the internal work between us. As much as we will be tighter between us, I, you, and more and more people, by that we are bringing the Creator closer to us. We're pulling Him. We're we're drawing Him him to us. That's how it happens. So do this kind of an exercise every day. As much as you are tightly bonding yourself to one another around the globe, that is how you're pulling the Creator towards you. The Creator seeks where the multitude of people, as we call it. Thank you, Rav. I have two questions with your permission. The first question is about the uh, what we read. What does it mean, remedy to our flesh? What we expect. Next. Second question. Of course, we are making efforts, we are giving each other forces all the time to overcome more and more and to connect with each other and to bestow. You said that along the way, one of the conditions is to see the gates that are closed, locked. What is this condition of seeing the locked gates? That if we work in a good way, we see gates that are locked before us, meaning that we're not let to enter spirituality. And then we need to assemble even more, connect, and attack these gates. Then we will feel them. Yes. There are also beautiful articles about this in the, in the Zohar, the ascent of the prayer and the bringing down of the prayer and there are many others that we can find from those sources and read them how we break down the gates est-elle liée à un déficit de travail spirituel Et actuellement, dans notre génération, comment pourrons-nous construire le temple ne soit plus... caused by something that was lacking in the spiritual work And what should we do so that the temple that we will build will not be ruined, will not be broken we learn that only the connection between us and 
compare to the Creator is what stands before us in order to succeed. Try to do that and you will see that you can attain it all only in the connection between you and appealing to the Creator. Okay, very well. Michael? If I would truly study 500 years ago, I would study the writings of the the Ari. Maybe 500 years wouldn't be enough for me to understand anything there. Certainly. But you said there was a a remedy, a virtue in it. They used it as a skula, as a virtue. So do we need the explanation, actually? Or maybe without the explanations of uh, Baal Sulam and Rabash, would the virtue work more on us, or how should we understand it? Every generation has also the shattered vessels that it learns how to correct, and the means to, to correct, etc. You work with what you have. Don't learn from there. We need to learn from the Kabbalists that are with us together. You cannot use what was a thousand or two thousand years ago. So can we say that with time, just like they brought instead of uh, uh, eating bread with salt, we have the reforming light. So for us now it's the connection. Barasulam writes about that. In, in specifics, that it's like that, yes. These are the means that for each generation, the Kabbalists... Can we be more calm at our times because we have the remedy? Yes, they didn't have the, the remedy, the cure for the disease. But we have everything. We have the possibility to disseminate and to study. So what are we lacking? What are we lacking in order to reach it? We're missing a desire of our own for it to be great and whole. Michael. Excerpt 58. There was a precondition from the beginning of the reception of the Torah. But afterwards, since the time of the making of the calf, the package has been uh, taken apart. Since wars occurred and the children of Levi killed 3,000 men by the word of the Creator, and then the grievances against Moses and Aaron and the spies, Naturally, all those did not add love or unity. Afterwards, after the coming to the land of Israel, it was still not quiet. Hence, it was irrelevant to ask anyone to uphold this prime commandment. However, in order for the Torah not to be forgotten from Israel, they began to engage in the rest of the mitzvot commandments, although they had abandoned this main point since they had no other choice. Perhaps this is what our sages meant when they asked about the root of the second temple, that there was no idolatry there, and they were proficient in the Torah. So why was it ruined? They said it was 
for unfounded hatred. Perhaps this means that it was because they could not engage in the heart or in the main business of the Torah, which is love your friend as yourself. This is a very, very important thing, that it's not enough to just study Torah and know what's in the books, but rather we need to work on ourselves, on the will to receive, to correct it, to bring our heart closer to your heart, and this way all the hearts, meaning to connect the desires, to try to connect the desires to that one system that was before the shattering. To see the extent in which we're not capable, and to ask the Creator to do this for us. That's what we need. Therefore, it's not enough that they learned and and knew all kinds of things that are written in all the books. Rather, if they wouldn't observe it in their heart, in the correction of their heart, then the ruin comes once more and replace the temple they didn't want to connect between them, even though there were sages amongst them, wise amongst them, they didn't want to connect them. They were thrown, the Romans came and threw all the Jews from the land of Israel and that's how everything came to ruin. 2,000 years ago. Read it again. Again, excerpt 58. There was a precondition from the beginning of the reception of the Torah but afterwards, since the time of the making of the calf, the package has been taken apart. Since wars occurred, and the children of Levi killed 3,000 men by the word of the Creator. And then the grievances against Moses and Aaron and the spies, naturally all those did not add love or unity. Afterward, after the coming to the land of Israel, it was still not quiet. Hence, it was irrelevant to ask anyone to uphold this prime commandment. Love thy friend as thyself. However, in order for the Torah not to be forgotten from Israel, they began to engage in the rest of the commandments, although they had abandoned its main one. Meaning they start to engage in corporeality, in hands and feet, but not with the desire of the heart. Since they had no other counsel. Perhaps this is what our sages meant when they asked about the ruin of the second temple, that there was no idolatry there, and they were proficient in the Torah. So why was it ruined? They said it was for unfounded hatred. Perhaps this means that it was because they could not engage in the essence of the construction of the Torah, which is love your friend as yourself. Ask again. Why wisdom, the publishing, the wisdom of Kabbalah, it's a great correction. 
That's because by that I awaken other people to take part in each and every one's personal correction, without which no one will do it and will not reach the general correction of the whole structure of Adam Rishon. That's why publishing the wisdom of Kabbalah, publishing the method of correction, is not only for us to correct something, but rather by that we draw the light that reforms. By that we bring the broken souls closer to the light that reforms and the upper light bestows upon them through our books, through everything we do for them. And we do a lot. Specifically, if we talk about that, we can be proud. We caused many people to come closer to correction. Again, Again, 59. Since there was unfounded hatred in the second temple, meaning that they hated the free, meaning to work for free, without any reward, but rather not in order to receive reward. Hence, even though they engaged in Torah and mitzvot and in charity, because they did not have the aim to bestow, there was no room for holiness to settle there due to the oppositeness of form between them. This is why the temple had to be ruined. The order of the work is that we need the Torah and mitzvot and charity so they will bring us to work for free. That is, they are only means to achieve the goal, which is to achieve adhesion with the Creator, which is equivalence of form. As it is written, and to cleave unto him. And our sages said, as he is merciful, so are you merciful. Mighty. Yes. From PT6, what is the jump a person has to do every day? That whatever he discovers to be bad with relation to others, he has to correct it to become good for others and to add it, join it together so it will be a vessel to reveal the Creator according to the equivalence of form between his relation to others and the Creator's relation to everyone. And then they will meet together where? In the vessel of others. In the ten. From the south. The generation that the temple isn't built, it's as if it was shattered in its days. What does that mean for us? That it's simple. If 
Today, for instance, we don't reach a state that the temple, meaning the connection between us, that, that between us that's called a, a temple, a complete corrected connection between us is revealed. That's a temple. If it's not revealed, it's a sign we're still in its ruin. That's fine. Well, first of all, every day we're building the temple. That's one thing. Connection between us is the building of the temple for sure. And we're doing more and more and more connection between our parts. The temple is all of my desires when they're connected to desires of others, for instance, in the tent. And by that, we reach a state where bit by bit the lights that spread, that go into the connection between us are the lights of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshemach, Ayah, That's how we should build. We should build. That's all. We're reading from the writings of Bala Sulam, introduction to the book Panim Meirotu Masbirot, item 13. Now you can understand the need for the breaking of the vessels and their properties, as it is written in the Zohar and the writings of the Ari, that two kinds of light are present in each ten sfirot, running back and forth. The first light is the light of Ein Sof, which travels from above downward. It is called Or Yashar, direct light. The second light is a result of the vessel of Malchut, returning from below upward, upward called Ol Chozer, reflected light. Both unite into one. Know that from the restriction and downward, the point of the restriction is the void of any light and remains a vacant space. The upper light can no longer appear in the last tchina, in the last phase, before the end of correction. And it is said particularly about the light of Ein Sof, called direct light. However, the second light, called reflected light, can appear in the last phase. Since the case of the restriction did not apply it to it at all. Now we have learned that the system of the Sitra Acha, the other side, and the Klipot, the shells, is a necessary for the pro- purpose of the restriction in order to instill in a person the great vessels of reception while in katnut, smallness. One, one is dependent on her. Thus the sitracha, the other side, two needs abundance. Where would she take it if she is made solely of the last phase, which is a space that is vacant of any light. 
Since from the restriction and downward, the upper light is completely separated from it. Believe me, it's the first time I see this. He says that the Sitra Acha also wants the abundance, and what would it take? Only the last vacant phase. Why does the Sitra Acha need light? How can she hold the vessels? So we receive it on purpose in order to correct. With the intention in order to receive, you receive some lights through the system of Sitracha. And this is what holds you. It keeps you holding the Sitracha. But why do I need to keep holding it? To have the ability to overcome the connection with it and move on to the system of holiness. What is this Sitracha actually? Your ego. So I need the ego so I can work on it? Well, of course. This is what connects you to all your egoistic force. By you receiving fulfillments from there. But not everyone has the same ego, right? Both more and less. What's the reason for it? For a soul? Yes. That's from the root of the soul, yes. The more a person is greater, his egoistic desire is greater. And the lights that come to him through the sitra are greater. Yes, what what can you do? That's how it is. Like that. And after the shattering, I just want to understand what is the evil that appeared after the shattering? What is it? The parts of Adam Rishon had a desire for it that didn't exist before? We'll learn that soon, the shattering of the vessels. That the will to receive was not in order to receive. Meaning we now want to enjoy and to receive through someone. That's why we don't call this desire an egoistic desire. It's like in the still vegetative and anime, or with people who are in such degrees of still vegetative and anime, that they don't want to use others to enjoy. For instance, a lion that eats a rabbit, for instance. So does it want to do bad to this rabbit? No, it just wants to eat, that's all. It has no relation to the other, trying to do something bad to another. That's why he does something. That's how it is with many people in the human society. 
they're not aware of the reason they're doing it if they're not doing intentionally something bad to another to do something bad for another to be a bit higher than him to seemingly control him if they don't do that they're in the still vegetative and animate level humans are considered to be humans if they have a will to receive and they want to exploit others that was before the shattering of the spiritual system yes so the will to receive in the still vegetative and animate has developed and then in the speaking level and even in the speaking level there was a time when they were not ashamed of the will to receive because there was no need to, to hide it that what I want to do is use others exploit them that's why this is how they lived Thank you, Rav. Why the 32 parts of Malkut are not considered Kedusha? Because the entire Malkut is the will to receive. And according to how much we use the will to receive in order to bestow or in order to receive, accordingly we determine the degree of the Creator Being. The will to receive in itself is not good or bad, it's the will to receive. However, in relation to the other, only in relation to others, with respect to others, do we determine its degree, its essence. Because the Creator, He determines who He is according to others. He, he does good to others. And the world to receive in a person, as much as He does good, we see that he only does good to himself. He's the opposite of the Creator. And then our whole work is to bring the will to receive in man to identify itself with the Creator. Rav, why the Taktonim dresses uh, only in the goof of the Pursuf and not also the Rosh? And why it is important uh, from below up to know this? They don't attain the Rosh of the Upper One. The thoughts, the thoughts and the how should I say it? Plans. The plans of the upper one. The lower one can't attain it. Doesn't. He attains only what the upper one reveals to him. 
and not what the upper one thinks or plans. Piti 19. He says, from Pe and above, it remains exposed without clothing. What does it mean without clothing? And what is clothing? And what is without clothing? The clothing means attainment. So does he remain here without clothing? The lower one doesn't attain the upper one, but only till it's a wash. The wash of the upper one, the lower one can't attain. What's the essence of the action here? The essence of the action is that the upper one reveals himself to the lower one as much as he can reveal himself to the lower one. Meaning the lower one attains the actions of the upper one, but not why does the upper one do these actions. Just as a child towards his parents. Meaning question marks. He can't know. Thank you. You can't know unless you rise to the degree of the upper one, then you can attain him. You can be instead of him. Wait, and we in our work, we can attain the upper one? Do you understand what's going on? Of course, this is how we climb on all the degrees. But we can reach that level. Of course, that's how it's attained. Thank you. Volga. Yes, Rav, tell us, please. He says here that the Rosh is without clothing, meaning the lower one understands that there is some kind of thought, a plan that he doesn't understand. Yes, but he can understand it. Only that we belong to the upper one with our force of faith, Ebuna. Like children, they just give themselves to the upper one, to the parents, because they have it in their nature to believe the parents that they will do everything for their benefit, that they have to follow the parents. That's how it is in the wisdom of Kabbalah too. Only in the wisdom of Kabbalah, we have to do it against our desire. Yes, Michael. What does the Rosh of the lower potuf take from the toch of the upper potuf records the records of the toch of the upper one that ascend to the rosh of the upper one they incorporate in that direct light and then according to that they descend they check themselves weigh themselves and according to that they know at what place they can stand in order to perform the next action to be the rosh of the next potsuf yes but it's as if the part of the toch is a realization of the upper one and from that the rosh of the lower one takes something that it doesn't really understand as we said so some information is missing the rosh of the lower one is as a result of the work of the upper one 
but its records are records that were never used. So it's actually the upper one that is realized in another way? The upper one is realized in its own way. As a result of that, it reveals the records for implementing the next Patsuf. And this is what we call the lower one. Yeah. Meaning the realization of the upper one in the next level is the lower one. Yeah, it's a completely different Patsuf. This is Chochmah. That's Bina. They're opposite. In the transition between the upper one and the lower one, can we say that? I know, it sounds as if inside there is a corruption or a general misunderstanding of them because he doesn't attain the wash of the upper one. So what? So he's lacking some understanding how to act precisely or correctly, or maybe I'm mistaken here. Where do you see this in him? Because I'm saying, for instance, children take example from their parents. They see what they're doing, but they don't really understand that. Correct. It's called that they're working upon the records that the parents have allowed to. Did they act correctly or in a corrupt way? It's according to what we need. It's according to the root of the soul. The parents don't know this. The children don't know this. What I'm asking is regarding the Paltofim. Does that mean that the next Paltof is more corrupt or? The next Paltof come out on its own records. Let's say four, three, three, two. And that's why there's no problem with being less than the upper one or not belonging to the upper one. It has its own records. That's it. All of its purposes to attain its rosh. It's the upper one. And how does the, does the lower one act in order to work only with his own records or does he work on the records of the upper one? No, he can't. He works only according to the records that are in him. He doesn't know about anything else. If Galgalta leaves records of 4-3, so Ab comes out on 4-3. He can't do anything else. You could ask, but he has 4 from Galgalta still. So he wants something above himself. What he wants above himself, he performs the coupling in the Rosh, he has four of clothing, and according to that, he starts working with three of coarseness. There are a lot of questions here, but actually, he doesn't rise according to his own records, no one can do that. I work according to what's in me. It's like a dog can never become a human. Clear? Good. So we, where are we? We finished this chapter, chapter 13. 